listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. This is a time that we're setting the food aside and we are going after it. What is God saying to us for 2021? You know, most of us, you know, our, our, our pastor, our leadership has given a word New Year's Eve of what 2021 is. And, and that, you know, it's almost like here's a piece of the puzzle. This is what it's going to look like. Now, Lord, what is my part in that that I have to do in 2021? And when you fast and pray and seek God's face, you're going to get the answers for it. You know, we, we do this, at, we do fasting throughout the year, but we make a time as a corporate togetherness in January to do 21 days together and lift each other up and be in unity on this. And so today, um, uh, I wanted to go over a, f- a couple things on, um, what did we call this again? <laughs> Yes, how to pray when you fast. See, I, my juice, my water, my coffee. We're gonna get, we're gonna get through this together, guys. No, I just forgot the title. I know what I'm talking about. But I went over. I'm gonna go over two points for you. Um, how to start and end your prayers, because there is a certain way that God wants us to come to Him, and then. I'm going to talk about and deal with on to be specific when you ask for things, to be specific when you pray, to be specific when you're talking to the Lord. You know, we have this idea, well, I can't do, I can't do prayer and fasting. I work, you know, all of that's talked about in this book and, you know, debunked for you. But uh, there's a certain way that we're going to enter into prayer and then there is uh, how we do it matters because listen you know we don't just want anything right we're just not like hey I'll just take anything Lord the blessings of God overtake me and sweep me away and I'm under the spout where the glory comes out you know that kind of thing it's not specific um Benita asks what's a six to six a lot of people are fasting from 6 a.m to 6 p.m um, as for 21 days rather than the entire uh, 20 days is on a liquid fast. And liquid, I mean like coffee, juice, uh, clear broth, coffee, water. We're not grinding food in a blender. We're not getting, you know, extra th- thick milkshakes. This is a liquid fast. Uh, very liquidy. <laughs> Well, people will say, like, is a milkshake liquid? But, you know. But, okay. So, the first point we're talking, I'm, ta- uh, I'm, I'm used to having Ted with me. I'm saying where I'm talking about today. Uh, so, I want you to go ahead and share this and, and take notes and realize, you know, there is, you know, the Word of God is very specific. So, there are specific things we are to do and specific ways you know, where to go about things. So uh, first thing I'm going to deal with when we talk about 
how we should pray during a fast is with thanksgiving and praise. So when you start off your prayer, you know, a lot of times we get into the, hold on, sip, sip. We get into uh, praying and it's straight into, Lord, this is what I need. Need, 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 need. And it's not that we don't ever need anything from the Lord. We should always need the Lord. I mean, the old hymn, I need thee, oh, I need thee. (laughs) Every hour, I need thee. So there are things we need, but there's a way to go about prayer. And since, you know, and, and like, even though I'm talking on prayer today, 21 days of prayer and fasting after the 21 days, you shouldn't stop praying. Like it's not just these 21 days you should focus on prayer. Implement these things now and continue it through the the year. You know, when I talk about prayer to my kids, it's it's a, it's a normal conversation. It doesn't have to be always off in a prayer closet and lock yourself in some quiet room. It doesn't always have to be on your knees. It doesn't always have to look, uh, you know, some certain religious way. Prayer is communication and talking to your heavenly father. Prayer isn't always, uh, Lord, I need this. Prayer is communication. Prayer is bragging on him. Prayer is, you know, it says in uh, Psalm 104, enter his gates with thanksgiving Go into his courts with praise, giving thanks to him and to pray and praise his name. So there's a way to enter into prayer before you give your God to do list of what I need him to do in my life. Okay, there's a specific way. We are to enter his courts with thank, um, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You should be starting off entering your prayer time with thanking the Lord with everything he's done for you. I mean, if you think I've got nothing to be thankful for, are you watching this broadcast? Do you have breath in your lungs? Are you alive right now? Thank your heavenly father. Everyone has something to be thankful for. Just like, you know, everyone, I've got nothing to be thankful for. People use the same excuse when it comes to giving. I got nothing to give. No, no. We always have something that starts us to lay a foundation in our life. There's always something. It's just we're looking like too big and our view is skewed that we think that we don't have anything. So we're going to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Um, To enter We're going to brag on the Lord. I'm going to show you a story here in a minute that that came to me while I was uh, thinking about these two things this morning. But we're going to enter. We're going to enter with a certain way in our prayer. What has the Lord done for you in 2020? What has he done for you in 2018? What did he do for you in 1985? There should be testimonies all along the way of your life that you're thanking the Lord for. Thank you, Lord, for another month of healing in my home. Thank you, Lord, that my children haven't been sick. You know, last year in 2020, when they told us we shouldn't travel, we have a traveling ministry. They told us we shouldn't be traveling. We shouldn't be gathering. 
We shouldn't be in church. We shouldn't sing. We shouldn't shout. We shouldn't lay hands on people. One, you know, the world's not my boss. But, you know, that's that when the world said stop, 16 states later, many salvations, many miracles, many testimonies is what we did. So I'm thanking the Lord for that. Thank you, Lord, for all the souls that were saved. When the world tried to shut down winning souls into your kingdom, we said no. When the world said, stop laying hands on people, we said, no, we're going to see the miraculous power of God. Thank you, Lord, that with all that traveling, my kids haven't had one fever in 2020. They haven't had one cold in 2020. They haven't had one bit of COVID in 2020. Thank you, Lord, for putting the protection on my home. Thank you, Lord, that I believed your word and I took it. I took it for what it's worth. Thank you, Lord. Brag on him. You are mighty. You are my provider. You are my healer. You are my comforter. You are my, uh, my savior. Thank you for saving me so I could be where I am today. Thank the Lord. Enter into your prayer like that. Brag on him. And then praise follows it. Because when you're thanking him and you're bragging on him, the Lord's going to show up. And when I thought of that this morning of thanksgiving and praise, I thought of one of my favorite stories in um, 2 Chronicles 20. Now, you can get a lot of messages out of this chapter. I've spoke, I, I, I spoke on it before. I've, 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 I've uh, preached on it from a praise perspective. And a, a little bit of praise, you know, will be brought up today on it. But look what he did. Look what um, Jehoshaphat and them did uh, when they were getting ready to have this massive army come after them and getting ready to destroy them. I'm just going to skip around on a few verses, but I'm starting with 20 verse three. Jehoshaphat was alarmed by this news and sought the Lord for guidance. Now, also look what they're doing here. They're in the middle of a fast. He called a fast. He called a fast and he's getting ready to pray and start off with thanksgiving before the praise. Okay. So he also gave orders that everyone throughout Judea should observe a fast. So people from all over the town of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord. But look what he says. He starts praying to the Lord and this is how he enters his prayer. He doesn't start off with Lord, we're really nervous right now and I could use you to show up and Father God, if it be your will, you know, can you protect us and help us to have a really strong army against these guys that are coming? Father God, Father God, Father God. No, this is exactly what he did. Jehoshaphat stood before the people of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O God, uh, O Lord God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty and no one can stand against you. When you brag on Jesus, when you brag on our heavenly father, guess who shows up? You get your prayers answered. When you enter into his throne room, 
with thanksgiving and praise. You will get your prayers answered during this 21 days of prayer and fasting. You got to come to him the right way. So he's bragging on God. You're powerful. You're mighty. No one can stand against you. And then I'm going to go down to the end of verse nine. It says, um, uh, well, I'll just read all of verse nine. They said, whenever we are faced with any calamity, such as war, disease or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us and you will hear us and rescue us. So you take your thanksgiving and prayer and when you come to the Lord and you're presenting your request made known to him, you have to come with confidence. <laughs> Look at that sentence, the last sentence of that verse. We can cry out for you to save us and you will hear us and rescue us. Not can we, Lord? Can we cry out to you? Will you hear us? No. It says we can. That's a boat of confidence right there. And you will hear us. So, Lord, we're bragging on you. You are mighty. There's no one like you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you that I hear uh, your words and I have wisdom and understanding, Lord. Thank you that you help me follow out your, your uh, plan and path for my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I mean, I can't say thank you, Lord, enough each and every day to our Heavenly Father. And so we know at the end of this story that they... All they did was end up worshiping, thanking the Lord and praising the Lord. And it destroyed their enemies. They never even had to fight. So sometimes we go into prayer and we're like in this constant. I mean, every time we pray this constant like battle war. Wasn't there a movie called like War Room or something like that? Not that we don't ever have to get like excited when we're like praying and going after it. You know, I get excited when I pray, but we have to realize that we don't always have to be in that, that, you know, such an intensity. The, he just called on the Lord. He bragged on his, on, on the savior and said, listen, I know you can do this. You said you would, and I'm holding you to it. And that's what we have to do. Praying with thanksgiving and praise, going after it, being confident when you pray. And then when you're done bragging on the Lord, when you're done saying, you know, Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness, then present to him what you're asking him for. Lord, you know, I'm asking you know, for this miracle in my life. I'm asking you to heal this in my family. I'm asking Lord for, you know, that this is where I'm going to go into point two, where it's being specific because, you know, we don't want any old thing. Who on earth wants any old thing? Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm a girl clearly. And so I, 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 I like shoes. I like shoes. Okay. And um, if any other women on, on the broadcast want to raise that emoji hand for the shoes or give me a shoe emoji, you'll feel me on this one. But, you know, we don't like any old thing. We get specific with the details that we like. 
we will get so specific with things in the natural. I love you too, Chris. Uh, you're doing such a good job. You're going after it. God's going to use you in a mighty way. Keep preaching the gospel. Keep winning the lost. Keep smashing the devil in his face. Man, I hate the devil. Um, yes, see, so women know. We like shoes. I mean, I know guys like shoes too. My husband, he probably, he might have more than me. I don't know. If he's watching, he can raise an emoji or put a shoe, shoe emoji too. Uh, I don't know who Pastor Cody is. He sounds like a real, you know, things I can't say on the broadcast. Um, and so, shoes. But specific, uh, you know, I don't want any old pair. I've come, as I've gotten older, there's certain things I like. There's certain things I, I look at a shoe. There's, I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not satisfied with just any old thing. And we look at that in the natural and we have to merge that into our prayer life. I'm not satisfied with any old thing. When I wasn't married, yes, I wanted to get married. But there's a specific person that was meant for my life, that was meant for the plan that God had for me. And if I just went around saying, well, Lord, I want to get married. Thank you for my husband. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you know, I, I'm not specific. So any guy that came to me that wanted to marry me, I could say, oh, yes, I asked for a husband. Here's this guy that I like. He's asking me to marry him. Sure. And it was the completely wrong person that God had for me for my life. It's important that we are specific. Job, specific job. Not everybody wants any old job. You know, I don't want to clean horse poop at a stall. Lord, don't give me the job of cleaning horse poop at a stall. <laughs> you know, we want to be specific. You should be at the beginning of the year starting this. Okay, so this is what happens. Everybody starts this. They're so excited to start vision boards and goals and everything's all like fresh and new in the new year. I've got a fresh hairstyle. I've got my nails done. I'm going on a fast. Um, I'm spring cleaning in the winter because this is what I'm going to do. It feels so good. And they just, uh, you know, they start all this stuff. And then by like February or March, all of a sudden, their excitement to be specific has come dwindled down to an end. Life comes at them. You know, something might arise. Uh, something they didn't expect comes up. Uh, things like that. And then it's like, well, wh what happened to the excitement? What happened to being specific? What happened to my goals? What happened to this? Um, there's a part in Ted's book in this section of prayers that I wrote down because it it speaks volumes and sets the tone for this. He said in there, if you aren't praying specific prayers in Bible commands, how would you know if God answered your prayers? And, you know, and it's so true. I, I was thinking, you know, there are parents out there. I, I'm a parent of three kids, if you're new to watching, watching us. But I'm a parent to three kids. And I know lots of parents out there who teach their children, um, I mean, who don't teach their children not to pray specifically because it's almost like they're nervous that if their kids don't 
uh, see what they're specifically praying for, that, you know, they're going to get discouraged and their faith isn't going to arise. And, you know, that even happens to adults. But I, I'm like the opposite. I want to see specific things answered in my life because you know what? It's a faith builder. It's not only a faith builder to me, it's a faith builder to my children. It's a faith builder to my friends. It's a faith builder to people around me. And that's the whole point. Our faith is supposed to be increasing more and more until the Lord returns. There's never a cap on our faith. I know many of you have heard me say that and it's true. And so we need to be specific. I do this with my kids. I say, listen, set a goal. Here's a giving goal. All right. And, and you know, it's worked for them. Money has come in and I gave nothing towards it. Mom and dad didn't help at all. But I will tell you, I understand that feeling at the beginning of the year when I say, listen, Maddie in Brooklyn, ask the Lord what he wants you to give this month. And by the end of the month, believe it's going to come in. And they've done it and they've tested the Lord and he pulled through and mom and dad didn't give a cent to them. And they were able to give the amount they wanted to give and above it because they have been uh it's been ingrained to them to be givers in this family and to be generous. Hey, Ted, I love you. Hope you and Ashley had a wonderful Christmas and Happy New Year. You guys are the best. Hey, Kimberly. Hey, Tracy and Teresa. Thank you for joining. Continue to share this broadcast um, talking about uh, prayer, how to pray when you fast. A couple, and there's more than these two, but just going over these two today, maybe this week, I'll, I'll touch on a few more. Um, but to be specific. And so, you know, you get that a little bit of feeling. You're like, oh, Lord, Lord, you're going to come through, right? You know, I can always hand them money, but I want them to see your goodness. I want them to see you come through for them. And so we would pray. And it was during our, our, our time last year of prayer and fasting that they did this. And Maddie wanted to give 100 and Brooklyn wanted to give 50. Well, they don't work. You know, mom and dad give them money for doing things, but I didn't want to give them anything. I wanted God to show up in their life. And by the end of the month, with their specific prayers and their specific point and goal, God showed up for them. He cares about every detail of your life, not just for you to be filled with spiritual blessings. He cares about natural things in your life as well. So be specific when you pray. Praying general prayers is like not believing God will perform. Wrote this down this morning. There's no faith in general prayers. None. If it works, great. If it doesn't, move on. And that's the mentality of a lot. Um, <laughs> Christina. That's right. See, Christina is thanking the Lord in advance for her famous, hot, tall, strong, athlete for a husband. See, she's calling it in on the broadcast during her 21 days of, 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 <laughs> Christina, of prayer and fasting. She's speaking it in. Make a list. I did that. I told the Lord specific things that I felt called to in my life and, and what I wanted in a husband. And that, you know, got me to where I am today. So you have to be specific. But I wrote down this morning, praying general prayers is not is like not believing God will perform. There's no faith in general prayers. There's no faith in general prayers. If it works, great. If it doesn't, move on. And we have to realize there's things, you know, 
here's an example. Some people get to the point where they just need something simple, like food in their refrigerator for their family. You know, as a child of God, we should have more than enough and more than enough to help others. But as an example here, you know, if there's something specific you need as you're growing in the things of God and you're like, listen, Lord, I need I need food. You don't just say, Lord, just I need blessings for my family. No. What is it that you need? What is it that you need in your life at the moment? I'm, I'm just making these simple examples. In a minute, I'm going to go to Matthew 20. If you guys want to head over there, if you have your Bibles while you're watching. But no, the Bible says in Proverbs 10, 3, you know, because this is what you do. You hold God to his word when you pray. That's why we give out prayer points. That's why we have verses attached to when we pray. So you can not just have general prayers and be like, thank you, Father God, for blessing me. Amen. Well, what do you, what blessings do you want? I mean, not everybody needs the same thing. I don't I don't need food in my refrigerator. It's there. Living a righteous life, live, you know, I'll, I will not be without. I know what the Bible says. But if you're at that point where you're working up to that, understanding what the Bible says while you're praying, you ventured into his courts with thanksgiving in uh, his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. And now we're saying, Lord, this is what I need. Proverbs 10, 3, the Lord will not allow a righteous person to starve, but he initially ignores the desires of a wicked person. You're not wicked. You're living righteously. You're a child of God. He's not going to let you starve. Declare the word of God. Line your prayers up with the word of God. If your prayers aren't lined up with the word of God, I don't even know what the heck you're praying to begin with. It has to line up with the word of God. In Isaiah, it says that his word will not return void. How do you get it to not return void? I've I've, uh, spoken on this before when I taught on confession. You line it up with the word of God. It can only come back and produce fruit and it can come back and produce the goodness of God in your life by speaking the word. What does it say? Psalm 136, 25 through 26. He gives food to every living thing. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to God of heaven. His faithful love endures forever. So you have to see that. When you are praying for something, be specific about it. When you're asking the Lord, when you're asking the Lord, it always has to be based upon God's word. You have to align it up with his word in order for it to work. Jeremiah 23, 19. He's always watching over his word to perform it. He wants to perform it. He wants to answer it. He wants to give you what you're asking for. But it has to be in alignment with the word of God. We can't just say whatever sounds cute. We can't say whatever rhymes. We have to line it up with the word of God. It says over in, I believe it's first John. I don't have it written down, but you know, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, put the word of God within you. So you're now speaking the right thing. Second Corinthians 4, 13, you know, what you believe Therefore, I speak that it's key to knowing what the word of God says about every situation, because there's an answer for every problem. There's not one problem in this world, not one, not the worst problem in the world that there's not an answer for in the word of God. 
We have to align what we're saying, what we're believing for, what we're asking God for with the word of God. Um, and then, and I, you know, I was, I was thinking, you know, through stories in, in the Bible this morning, like what was something uh, that was specific? Like what, what was a story where I'm thinking of like someone asked Jesus for something? You know, there's a, a lot of wonderful stories. A lot of people ask Jesus for things. <laughs> they asked for, you know, financial increase. They asked for, I mean, you can't get financial increase unless you're sowing finances. And that's a whole other thing. You can't just, you know, pray, Lord, give me finances. If you don't have any seed in the ground, uh, it's just going to be hot air all day long. So you want finances, sow finances. But everything else comes by aligning yourself with the word of God and speaking it, praying for it, asking the Lord, believing it. What does it say in James? You know, you're like a, if you're like a wave, you know, uh, uh, you know, you have people, they talk about roller coaster emotions. It's like roller coaster faith. It's like, I believe it. I'm not sure. Yes, he can do it. I don't really know um, because, you know, I just, I haven't quite seen it yet or so-and-so went through this and they're a Christian. And so, you know, really I should align my beliefs and, and, and my doctrine on someone else's, uh, you know, what they're going through and, and they're, no, no, it doesn't matter what other people are going through. It doesn't matter what other people are believing for. There's specific things that God has for you in your life. And we don't base the word of God on other people's uh, things that they're working out through their faith and their salvation. We base everything on our life's instruction manual that's before us. Everything, every Thing, everything. So over in Matthew 20, I'm going to go there real quick. And a lot of people know this story of blind Bartimaeus. But I was thinking like, what was something specific? Because it, it, Jesus heals two blind men. Uh, where do I want to start? Where do I want to start? All right. Two blind men were sitting beside the road, starting with um, 20 verse 30. When they heard Jesus was coming that way, they began shouting, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. And the crowd told them to be quiet. And they only shouted louder. Isn't that like nowadays, the world telling us to be quiet? Or even, or even the religious people, you know, they're there in the crowd too, probably waiting to see the Lord, probably skeptical, like, you know, a lot of believers are wondering, you know, and they're, be quiet, be quiet. He doesn't need to pay attention to you. He's walking right now. Just, just leave him alone. Um, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. So Jesus then decided he's, he stopped in the road and called, what do you want me to do for you? Now, <laughs> do you think Jesus didn't know what was going on? Do you think Jesus didn't know they were blind? Do you, I mean, honestly, do you think he needed to ask that question? Think about it. Think about it for a second. Do you think the Lord needed to um, really ask and find out what was going on? Doubt it. Strongly doubt it. I'd bet my life on that. <laughs> no. He knew what was going on. He wanted to hear them 
Say something specific. The Lord is waiting to answer your prayers, everyone who's watching. He's waiting to give you what you're asking him for. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. The Bible says he's ready and he's willing. There is a stupid gnat. How does it even get in here? No windows ever open. <laughs> uh, yes, Ted was just what I prayed for, Deborah. Um, and so he's waiting for you to say, this is what I need, Lord. And so he said, what do you want me to do for you? They said, Lord, we want to see. Jesus felt sorry for them and touched their eyes. Instantly, they could see and they followed him. So Jesus stopped to speak with them and asked exactly what they wanted. And they had to be specific. They, they could have said, Lord, heal me. Well, that's not specific. What do you need to be healed from? Well, Lord... I need a new job. Okay, will any old job do? Or is there a specific job that you have a purpose in, that you're gifted and talented in, that you want to do? Well, Lord, I'd like to make this much money at my job. Okay, well, good, because when they ask you for a promotion and they want to give you a raise, you have an answer to give them. I'm all about you know, I'm a person that just kind of rides by the seat of her pants. You know, this ministry and life and doing things for God. You have to be willing to switch and say, yes, Lord, at any moment, because you're going in one direction and then the next minute you're making a hard left for good things. But you have to be a person who plans things, but also who can, you know, relinquish the control of the plan. So, you know. You don't want, when someone comes to you at a job and say, hey, <laughs> what, what, I want to give you a raise. What would you like to make? Well, ask. Ask and be specific. Don't turn things down. Don't be like, um, I don't know. Because there's a big difference when you get a raise of $10 an hour versus a dollar an hour. And if you aren't specific and you don't ask, you're going to get, what other people might just feel like giving you. I don't want what other people feel like giving me. I want exactly what the Lord has for me. And there's something exactly that the Lord has for you. So when you're praying during this 21 days of prayer and fasting, and when you are praying during this entire year, and when you're praying for the rest of your life, because this is a lifestyle of a believer. In Luke 1, the Lord is teaching on prayer to his disciple. And he, once again, says, when you pray, pray like this. Okay? Not if you feel like it, when you have the time, when you pray. When you pray, pray like this. And he gives instruction. And he says all throughout the Bible how to ask and to be specific and don't waver. He gives us that instruction. And so Jesus didn't answer the blind men in here. He didn't answer their request until he heard from them exactly what he needed. So just like I said before, general prayers, general prayers, 
is like not believing God on how you would, because there's no faith in general prayers. Um, in in First John, that's where that's where I was. I did write it down. No, I didn't. That was another part of John. But I did write this down because in First John five fourteen through fifteen, it says, "This is the confidence which we have before Him, that if we ask." Anything according to his will, he hears us. So when we're specific, you know, it says God gives us the desires of our heart in some. And so those desires come from him. So it's like he's giving you a deposit into your spirit, right? Now you have this deposit into your spirit of desires, of talents, of purpose, of boldness, of strength. He's, he's deposited that in you. Like you're not asking the Lord, the desires of your heart are not something new to the Lord. It's, it's not something that he's never heard of before. He was like, oh, that's what Carolyn wanted? I never knew that. That's what she really felt like she wanted to do in life? No way. She totally got me. Okay, no, you are created you have been born again and he births dreams and desires into your spirit man. Now you're going to take what's bubbling up inside of you, what he's given inside of you, and you're going to specifically pray for them and align them up to God's will. So in that, in that 1 John 5, 14 through 15, I'll finish it. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request which we have asked from him. We know it's done. Sign, sealed, delivered, period, at the end of it. It's ours. We make our request. So it's said in there, John says right there in 1 John that we can ask God for anything not just um, general stuff, not just general stuff. So if we, if there's a specific concern you have, um, knowing that if the answer is in the will of God, he's going to answer it. Line it up. There's not multiple wills of God. The Bible says will. People have made it plural. It's not plural. Go back and read it. It's the will of God for your life. Hey, listen, there are tailor-made blessings for you. There's a specific path that you're supposed to be on. There's specific things you're supposed to do, your purpose, your talent. And, you know, focus on what God's asking you to do. So be specific. Be specific. Um, and then... Finishing with, uh, I'm going to finish with, let's see. I always make a ton of, ton of notes and then I don't necessarily going to go over them. But I'm finishing with uh, Matthew 6.33, actually. I'm going to tie that in. Because... Um, let's start with, 
I'm just going to read 633. And he will give you all you need from day to day if you live for him and make the kingdom of God your primary concern. So we're going to have different things that we're praying for, different things that we're believing for. Not everything's going to be big. Not everything's going to be, you know, uh, I need to be healed from this uh, serious disease. Prayer is simple. Prayer could be, hey, Lord, I've lost my car keys yet again. Can you please show me where they are? <laughs> See, you have to be specific. Uh, but he hears everything. He's concerned about everything in your life. But there's also a certain order that he wants you to handle things in. So during this time of prayer and fasting, like I started with, try it. Take some time to pray today. Take time out of your day each day, anytime during the day. Doesn't always have to be in the morning. Doesn't always have to be at night. It can be in the middle of the afternoon. It could be like, listen, my kids are napping. I've got a 30 minute break. I'm going to go pray and speak to the Lord. Everything I have in life, and this is what I teach my kids, everything, everything that I have in life, from the silverware in our drawer at home to the sheets on our bed to the car in the driveway to anything, when I say anything, I mean anything, is all given to me by our Heavenly Father, and it is His. It's His at any moment. I'm ready to give it if He says to give it. That's a mindset that I've established in our home. And so when you're praying, he has such a, hey, Lilia, he has such a grand desire to take care of you. But there's a specific way that you have to go into it. You're going to, like I said at the beginning, enter in with thanksgiving and praise. Brag on him. Say, Lord, you did it before, you can do it again. I'm holding you to your word. Now, Lord, I need this. Lord, heal this person. Be specific is the second one. Tell him what you want. Don't just take any old job. Don't just take any old promotion. Don't just go live any old place. Don't go to any old church. Don't settle for any old report from the doctor. Don't settle. He's deposited so much inside of your spirit, man, that when you get it out in prayer, honor your father, take time to brag on him. I've never been in a service where um, he's not bragged on and never shows up. I mean, the services that you speak of his goodness, it's almost like he's like, yeah. Yeah, that's what you said about me. I'm ready to perform. It's almost like it probably gives uh, Jesus <laughs> adrenaline rush. Oh, they said I can do it. Watch this. Oh, yeah, they said that I'm mighty. Watch this. I'm ready to perform. Brag on Jesus. I've never seen uh, a time where I've bragged on Jesus and I've thanked him and I've praised him and I have and he's never showed up. Um, Mary said on Facebook, I struggle with prayer at times, not knowing how or what to pray. I listen to prayers on YouTube and I especially love the channel called Daily Effective Prayer. Um, I have listened to prayer for unexpected money and received money in the most unusual ways for my family. They really are effective. Yes, Mary. But the thing is, this is the thing. 
the thing is, this is the thing. <laughs> You're, you never have to say, I don't know what to pray. See all these words on the paper? Prayers. Right here. You never have to say. See, I used to be like that. I used to be like, man, some of these, when I was, when I was little, man, these preachers, they're just so eloquent in what they say and they just have, you know, the, the voice and they have the right words and they everything. But then when I started to mature in the things of God and get older and read the word of God and be like, you know what? The, my prayer life is based on my word life. My prayer life. Write that. My prayer life is based on my word life. The reason people don't have anything to say is because they have no word in them. There's no word in them. Because when you know what to say and you're praying, all you have to pray is the word of God. That's what I wrote here in, in, um, in, in uh, First John. If my word abide, where is that again? I'll look that up. I think I should know it, but it just slipped my mind. And my Maddie made the cutest uh, card for uh, John 15. John 15, 7. Go in there real quick. Um, Maddie made the cutest Christmas card for her father. She drew Ted on the front of a card as a Bible. It was a Bible with a head and arms and legs. <laughs> and she gave it to her dad with a $20 cash in it for Christmas. But it, on the front of it, it says, my walking Bible, which I thought was so sweet. She looks at her dad as a walking Bible. And so do I. He is one of my greatest teachers. And I look up to him greatly. Okay. John 15, 7. But if you stay joined to me and my words remain in you, you may ask any request you like. Look what it ends with. And it will be granted. So never say again, I don't know what to pray. Never say again, I've got nothing to say. Never say again, where do I start? Right here, right here. You have words, you have prayers. You have scripture, you have prayers. That's why we give out prayer points. You can contact us at info at miracleword.com. We'll send you 100 prayer points for free. And you can start there and you can take scripture and you can pray on it. You could take one scripture and make that a prayer and add, the, add it in there. And it helps you know scripture. By the time you're done praying, you've already had scripture like memorized. So it, that's a great tool, prayer points, because I used to be that person when I was younger and be like, what in the world? What in the, in the world am I doing? I, I don't even really know what to pray for. And then I realized the more word I got in me, the more word that was in my spirit, man, I knew how to pray. I knew what to say. I knew how to be specific because I knew what the word of God promised me in my life. What does he promise you about healing? Start researching the Bible. Topically um, is one of my favorite ways. What does the word of God say about um, uh, 
you know, provision in my life. Like I read the verses before. There's specific things. I made a simple example about food, someone who needed food. The Bible goes all through it. The children of God are not to be beggars. It says, um, never have I seen the righteous forsaken or uh, uh, Christina, it's John uh, 15, 7. Uh, never have I seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. We're not beggars. We are, are people full of the word of God who know what to pray, who are thankful. We praise. There are several stories in the Bible. I'm not even going to get into it today. Several stories in the Bible uh, praise one massive victories, massive victories just by praying, uh, praising. They never even had to lift a finger just by praising. There's so much power between thanksgiving and praise and being specific. We want specific things. I don't want any old thing in my life. I don't want any old thing that comes my way. I don't want it. I don't, I don't want it. I want only what God has for me, only what God has for this ministry. Other people could be doing wonderful things in their ministries and they've sought God and that's what God has told them to do. But if God didn't tell us to do it, we're not doing it. God's paying the way for this ministry. God's blessing this ministry. God has his hand on this ministry. He has his hand on our lives. He has the hand on the people who are connected to it through who work for this ministry, who sow into this ministry, who are the victory tribe. God's hand is on them. But I only want what God has for me in my life. And so we're got to be specific. So what is it that you didn't see in 2020 that you thought you were going to see that now you're going to make sure you see in 2021? Write that down. Put it before your natural eyes because you get it into your natural eyes. OK, you got you got two sets of eyes. So really, we're all four eyes, really. <laughs> Six eyes if you wear glasses. <laughs> but you have natural eyes and you have spiritual eyes. Put it before your natural eyes. Get it into your spirit, man. Clip it in your car. Put it on your refrigerator. What are you looking to see in 2021 that you felt like, hey, 2020 came to a, a close and I didn't see I didn't see this. Maybe you let up a little bit on it. Maybe you decided to push it to the side. But we're running into 2021 like never before with a bulldog tenacity of faith. We are not stopping. We're not taking this slow. We're not casually trotting in. We're not sauntering into 2021. You've already heard things that uh, Ted has declared and spoken over and, and that you've watched the broadcast and the word that God's given him of running into 2021 and um, uh, acceleration this year. I have such an expectancy in my spirit I feel like sometimes it's like that running man, that slow motion. Like I feel like I'm my natural body is trying to keep up with how my spirit man feels. I was just texting someone last night that was watching the broadcast of Ted and they were saying like the the excitement and the what what God's given to them and they were, you know, um 
uh, writing down and they said the Lord spoke to them about this clearly in the morning and and things like that. And, you know, their excitement, I felt the same excitement that I did. It's like, oh my gosh, can we go faster? Because I feel like my insides are going so fast. God has deposited so much inside of us. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to keep up with the run that's happening in 2021. I will not let go. You guys have to get the, the grip, uh, dig your nails in and be like, listen, this is what's happening during our prayer and fasting. This is my vision board. These are my goals. This is what I'm asking God to do. And I'm going to be specific. You don't want any old house. Well, Lord, I need a house for my family. Okay. Well, you're a family of five and uh, an opportunity came up for you to get a, a house, a three bedroom house. That's not going to work. Hello. You need bigger and better for your family. So be specific, Lord. You know, that's what we had to do. I'm from where we are right now. I'm from Coral Springs. I'm, I'm raised, born and raised in South Florida. And when the Lord had called me up to Virginia Beach, uh, obviously <laughs> for a great reason, found my wonderful church there. Not only did I have the church, I found Ted. If I didn't have Ted, this ministry wouldn't be part of my life. My, our children would not be a part of our life. And so thank the Lord that I listened to the Holy Spirit that called me up there. Thank the Lord that, Ted, you know, Ted graduated as an evangelist from Rama, and he was traveling. So for the Lord to direct him and he fasted, right? So during a fast, he was specific and asked the Lord, is this what I'm supposed to do? Am I supposed to move to Virginia Beach to help my uncle uh, plant his church? and be the worship leader, be the youth pastor, be many things that he was there. Is this what you have for me, Lord? Because I sure thought I was supposed to evangelize and go on the road and preach. So, you know, some things feel like, wait a second, this wasn't, you know, what I thought, but it all came to a specific purpose here in the end. So fast forward, we met, married in Virginia Beach, I moved from Coral Springs in South Florida, got rid of everything down here, didn't want to come back, said I would never come back down here, never wanted to live in Coral Springs, this area again, never, nope, done, wrote it off. So when, when, the, when the Lord came to my husband, he was driving to a meeting that said, okay, and here's a, here's a fun fact for everyone, the church that we go to, Abundant Life, um, where our shepherd is Bishop Rick Thomas, our leader. I grew up in that church, okay? I grew up in that church. He was my pastor um, for, for until I, you know, was like in middle school and high school and we moved to a different city. I grew up in that church. The, all this is old stomping ground for me, okay? Not that I didn't want to come back to that church. I didn't want to come back to the area. But you know what? The Lord spoke to my husband and then Ted came to me and I have to believe that the Lord speaks to him and agree. And the Lord said, listen, you know, Carolyn, in your prayer time, you're always saying you'll do what I want you to do and say what I want you to say and do, you know, go where I want you to go. And, and this is what I have for you. But I was specific in my prayer when I said to the Lord, yes, I'll go. 
I'm happy in Virginia Beach. I have a good church. My family's down the street. My sister with her four boys that I'm extremely close to. You've seen a, a few of them. You know, Alex is one of them. Uh, Jonathan that is always traveling with us. And she's got two other boys. Uh, Nick, who is going off to Virginia Tech this year. And she's got a younger one at home who's nine. You know, I wanted to be the aunt next door, but Lord, you're having me move back to a place that I didn't want to go back, that I'm familiar with, that I will bump into people that I don't really want to bump into, you know, and, and I'm going back to a church that I grew up in. It was like full circle. But I said, you know what, Lord? Yes. Yes, I'll step out in faith. Yes, to me, it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to do it. But you know what? I'm going to be specific in my prayers. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for this. <laughs> but when I move back to Florida, I want to live in this city. I want to have a house like this. The things I want at my house were A, B, C, and D. And guess what? I'm currently living in the city that I said I wanted to live in. God provided a, a, a home for us. He provided it in a neighborhood that we asked the Lord specifically for. He provided all the extras that we wanted. I wanted a pool for the kids. I mean, Florida, it's hot in the summer. Uh, you know, we have an incredible view on the water. Just all these different things that I made my request known, like it said here in John 15, 7. But if you stay joined to me, I'm joined to him. I live a holy and righteous life. I am joined to my heavenly father. There's nobody greater than him, nobody before him in my life. I am joined to him. And his words remain in me. I took him at his word. I said, Lord, this is what you say in your word. This is what you say for the righteous. This is what you say you do for people who live in your covenant. I'm holding you to it. This is what I would like, Lord. And you know what? He granted my request. He granted my request. Having a house and stuff is not spiritual blessings. That's material stuff. He wants to give you it all. Spiritual and material things. So this, this month that we're setting aside for 21 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, Manny asks, how do we ask God to show us what church he wants us to go to? Well, if your church is not something that you're to be in, and you're hooked up, you know, with certain ministries, you this this is something that you need to to fast and pray for direction in your life. Lord, where do I need to be planted? You know, major decisions in your life need to be a result. Ma major decisions made in life need to be a result from prayer and fasting. Ted did not get the green light to date me until he fasted for three days and prayed. Okay. We didn't move to Florida um, on a whim because Ted wasn't in the middle of prayer and fasting. He was, and he was driving to a meeting and calls me at midnight. Okay. So pray and fast for a direction in your life. If you're at a crossroads like that and it's like, Lord, I need to go to a spirit-filled church, you might have to move. Everybody moves for everything else in life. They move for jobs, they move for family, they move for fun, they move for 
um, you know, land. People are blown away when I come in contact with somebody anywhere. Well, why'd you move to Florida? I moved to go to this church. You did what? Someone just asked me that. You did what? Yeah. The Lord told us to be a part of this ministry and sit under this leadership, and we moved for that. You moved and picked up everything when everything was good, nothing was wrong, uh, you know, and you moved? Yes. I moved based on an instruction during prayer and fasting, and look what's happened. I mean, the ministry, we've done worship summits down here. We've done, uh, we have more people working with us than ever before. We have the studio, we have the office, and it's only increasing, getting ready to go on um, television, reaching like 180 million homes or people, something like that. Um, you know, and it's only expanding. It can only get bigger and it can only grow. That's the excitement that I have. It's like, I know we're not going to stay in this spot forever. It's, I mean, don't get nervous, Tiffany. Like, we're staying in this spot. I just mean like, <laughs> she's like, what is she talking about? I mean, like, where we are is going to expand. I've already, I've already claimed the office space that connects to, I've actually spoke out this year to Ted. I said, you know, I wonder how much the whole building cost. I, <laughs> I said that to Ted. I was laying at home and I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I see myself owning that building. But I'm going to work to that point. I'm making goals. But I, as soon as I stepped into the office next to the one that we have, I said, this will be ours very soon. I'm going to put a wall in between the, I'm going to put a door in between the wall and uh, we're going to have both spots. So I'm going to, I'm going to see that. I know I am. I know the moment I walked into the door uh, that God provided it for us. And when you get that feeling, you get that moment, you hang on to it. So we're going to take this time and I encourage you to join us in this 21 day of prayer and fasting time. Are you telling me that your workout, that your uh, food plan, that your anything else, anything else, I don't need to make a long list. Are you telling me that that's more important than pushing the plate away and really allowing your spirit man to hear from God during this time? Because there's so many people that can like half fast, like you're half in it. So just get out of it. That's just how I look at it. It's like you're half in. You're, you're already putting, you're already got like your workout regimen. You know, you've got to make sure you can maintain that. So it's like you really could push yourself to do the full 21 day fast, but you're going to do six to six because you got to get the protein in because you've, you've got to go to the gym. Okay, so just get out of it. Just forget it because you're already showing God that you've got to keep the other stuff kind of even with the prayer and fasting because you can't really let go of that, you know. So I encourage you, make it all. Just like Christianity, he said, lukewarm, I'll vomit you out of my mouth. Don't be lukewarm in this fasting. Be all in. I encourage you. I encourage you, you can do it. Take this time to push food away and seek the face of God like never before. You will not be disappointed. 
You know, I've had people um, who have recently started doing this with us. You know, they followed our ministry and they've been friends with us, you know, for several years. But it wasn't until like the last couple of years they kind of were like, okay, you know, I'll try this fasting thing out and I'll do it like you're doing. You know, the first year they did like six to six. And I, I think that's great. Listen, push the food away. Make it longer if you can do it. If you can do longer than six to six, keep pushing yourself to go to new levels until you're, um, you know, get to the point where you can do no food for 21 days. And so uh, th- then, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, some major doors start opening this year and really, you know, set the tone for the beginning of the year and this and that. And then then I've got them now in the last year. They're like, okay, we're going to try this. We're going to do the 21 days of no eating. And just, I mean, the stuff that's happening in their life, I I will give it all credit to their dedication to prayer and fasting at the beginning of the year. It is a major deal, a major deal. And like I said, if you if, if it's your first time, you're unsure about it, you have lots of questions, this book that Ted did, The Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting, this book that he did um, answers, I mean, he has a whole section of questions and answers in the back. You need to get it. You need to get it and start with us. He answers everything and goes over I'm pretty sure anything that you have questions on or can think of. And so get this today, shop.miracleword.com, Amazon, uh, get it on your Kindle reader, get it on, you know, which also would be e-reader, right? Is that Apple? Only Kindle. Only Kindle. I only use books, so no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I only use hard copies. Uh, you can get it on your Apple device and you can get it on your Kindle device, uh, Android device. You can get it on any device. How about if I, if I put that under the umbrella? You can get it on any device. But this is what we're doing, okay? Master the habit that provokes God's favor. You got questions? God's got answers for you. Go after it like never before. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mighty acts. Thank you for your mighty works in our life, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that even though, you know, the ones who are entering in and starting on day three, give them supernatural strength like never before. Thank you, Father God, for your goodness in their life. Give them a supernatural wisdom and direction during this fast. Speak to them, Lord. Speak to them and give them a direction that you have for them. Thank you, Father God, for each and every person that's watching, that you strengthen them during this fast, that you give them a boldness like never before. If they're watching and they're asking you, Lord, to heal their body, I command healing to flow through their body. We're not taking the devil's crap anymore more. Uh, I'm sorry I said that word, but we're not. I'm not putting up with it. I'm not watching the destruction of lives like we saw in 2020 happening again. There's going to be a new boldness 
and a new strength that comes out of this fast. Our spirit man's going to grow like never before. Thank you, Lord, that you give us a supernatural hunger for the things of God, that we call upon your name and the righteous will not be forsaken. The righteous will be answered in prayer and answered quickly. And like your word says, Lord, that your words will remain in us. We'll speak your works. We'll speak of your mighty goodness. We'll see miracles in our lives, not only in our lives, but we will see miracles happen because we are obedient to your word. We will lay hands on the sick and see them recover. We will gather in unity, Lord, and believe for your goodness in our lives. Thank you for each and every person watching, Lord, that that this is just a foundation for their year of 2021, that they're joining us in unity during this prayer and fasting, that they're strengthened like never before. They can do it. When the enemy comes to lie at them, they're so strong. They're so strong against the voice of it. They cannot be derailed in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you so much for watching today. I'm going to give you the opportunity to sow into Miracle Word. We have so many exciting things that are coming. When you join with us, you are pushing the gospel in all different areas uh, that we have our hand in. When we travel, you are helping us win souls, seeing the miraculous power of God at action, at work. When you partner with us, you're feeding kids uh, on the other side of the world that know nothing what we, what we have, that know nothing, but you are keeping them full and you're keeping them happy. And we're praying for them. When you partner with us, you are getting the word out to children through Miracle Word Kids. Uh, when you partner with us, you're helping us stand and preach the gospel, getting ready to go on television. So we thank you. We pray for you. We are in agreement in your life. You know, you want us to pray with you? Send in your prayer requests. Uh, this this month, we're going we're gonna to be printing them out and we're going to be praying over them on the broadcast. And we're going to be standing in agreement with you because unity there's so much strength in unity. And in this last year, they've wanted to demolish unity. And they wanted us to keep us away from people. And they wanted us to not gather and this and that. But we, <laughs> where there's more, there's strength and there's power. And, and, and we only have one person to listen to. And that is exactly what we're going to be doing. So thank you for partnering with us. Thank you for standing with us monthly. You know, a prayer point of mine this year is that we would have the largest one-time seeds come in into our ministry. And, and as partners continue to increase, and we've had, had wonderful partners that, and through the month of December, right in several that were like, we, we want to up our giving monthly. We want to do this monthly. And, and I am so thankful to the Lord for it. There's not a day that goes by that I am not praising the Lord and thanking Him for His goodness. But I'm not satisfied. Uh, Ted's grandfather used to say, who's gone on to be with the Lord, that started the whole Shuttlesworth movement because he got saved and then now his four boys and then the entire Shuttlesworth family is preaching somewhere. But he said, I'm satisfied with the dissatisfied satisfaction. I'm so thankful for everything the Lord has done, but I'm not satisfied that way. 
my, one of my prayer points is that businesses and people will hook up with us with the largest one-time seeds that they've ever done and that we've ever seen this year. And for anyone who does um, partner with us for $1,000 uh, or more a month, we're sending them this signed genuine leather copy uh, New Living Translation Application Study Bible, which is awesome. You know, I love Dakes, and so we have that as well. But this one um, goes into great detail of verses and, you know, commentary at the bottom to help study. This is a study Bible. This is kind of heavy and chunky and big. You don't necessarily want to use this as you're on your way to Sunday service. But um, this is something that you want to put aside. And as you do your topical study this year, get involved with an in-depth study of what it says. But anyone who's giving $1,000 or more a month, Ted is going to sign this to you uh, with a letter. And you're also going to get the book that we're giving away this month. Our offer, if you give $85 or more, um, so our gift to you is by Gloria Copeland, God's will is prosperity. Sometimes we think we know everything on, on this topic, and you're going to be surprised that you don't. So God's will is prosper. Oh, oh, look, she even has the word will. There's no S on the end. So she must know something. <laughs> Gloria Copeland reads the Bible. Um, so for our gift to you, for any seed of $85 or more, you get that book. Uh, if you're giving $1,000 or more, um, you're going to get the signed Bible as well as Gloria Copeland's book. So thank you for all who has given on the broadcast. Thank you for who has given on the website. Uh, we do Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. Um, I'm sure you can find us if I have missed something. But thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, I've said it throughout the broadcast, but I'm going to make mention one more time. Make sure you get Ted's new book, um, The Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting. It will help you so much during this month. Because, you know, we can't always, you know, not everybody can just leave and go be in a meeting. But thank the Lord for this book. Thank the Lord that you can jump on tonight at YouTube. Uh, go to our, our Facebook page, go to Instagram, we'll put it up there. Get involved in the services. I'm telling you, when you're not eating, and if you're not praying, and you're not getting into the Word of God, you're going to be so cranky and feel super hungry. I mean, if you're doing a, a full fast with just liquids for the first three days, just press through, press through. Things that you never would normally eat just will sound amazing to you, but press through. Um, after you get past that three days, you're, you know, it gets, it gets better. But listen, press through, and I encourage you, you can do it. Everybody can do it. We all have willpower that we have to turn on, and you can do it. But get that book. It will help you. And then watch services at night. They're starting at 7, Monday through Wednesday. Uh, and then when Ted comes home, I know he's going to be doing some night broadcast. It's going to help you as you fill your spirit man up with reading, with praying, with listening uh, to the services. It's going to help your spirit man uh, during this fast. And it feeds it. That's food during the fast. This is food. Give us our bread, our daily bread. Okay? He's not talking about 
um, Sarah Lee loaf. He's talking about give us our bread, our daily bread, right here. Feed your spirit man, right here. And this fast, you'll be done in 21 days. And honestly, when you do it right, at the end of it, I've been at times where I'm like, I, I'm gonna, I can keep going. I am gonna keep going. 21 days, the the strength that your spirit man gives you, you're now living off of that daily spiritual bread than you are food. You've trained your body. So get involved and I'll see you tomorrow at 10.30. Tonight, Ted is on YouTube at 7 p.m. in Danville, Virginia. If you're anywhere near that meeting, drive there, get there, be in the presence of God. And I love you. You guys have a wonderful day. Thank you for being with me today. I appreciate it. And I enjoyed my time with you. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.